1: Over-the-top cycling from the the Over-the-Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. We're on the line with Lynn Salvo, the first of many interviews to come. Uh, Lynn, you are beginning a very interesting quest, for lack of a better word. Tell us about it.
2: Well, I am uh, going to cross the country, which is um, not that unusual. But um, if I succeed, it will be a Guinness World Record for the oldest female to do it.
1: Now, is that the oldest female to cross the country, period? Or are you limited on time? Um, you are crossing by bicycle.
2: I'm crossing by bicycle, and I don't have a time limit. It's just an age limit. Um, so I can take my good old time. I expect to take eight weeks, um, as opposed to how fast the guys and gals go on the Ram route. <laughs> um, it's the slow food version of Ram. So where did you come
1: up with this idea? Why th- there's so many things you can do to try to get a world record. Why this one?
2: Well, um, I I found when I started um, getting ready for my cross-country ride last fall, um, it's almost as soon as I heard that I could do it, I thought I'd look into it because there was nobody I knew older than myself who had done it. So I started asking about American um, Cycling Association and carry bicycles because that's owned by a female or what used to be. And nobody seemed to know. So um, then I went to the Guinness World Record site. And it's really hard to navigate. But eventually, the only way to find out was to actually apply to set a record. So um, to find out, you apply and then you wait a really long time unless you pay a lot of money to get an expedited answer. So I figured, you know, whatever. Um, I'll just wait and see what happens. So about halfway through my ride last fall, I did get the answer, and it was if I would like to do it at age 67, I could set a record because a 66-year-old had already set it. So at that point, I kind of let it go. But when I finished my ride, I had had such a good time that I decided to investigate that record. And it turns out that that person had done it as part of a relay team for RAM and not a solo ride. And once that was determined, the age record dropped to 51, according to Guinness World Records.
1: Wow. So the logistics and everything that go into doing this, how are you coming up with your route? How are you being
2: supported? Well, the, um, the route was determined because the last record, the age 51 record was set on the Ram route. I decided to, to choose that route, um, with a tiny modification at the end to make it a coast to coast. Um, and in terms of logistics, I have my, Dear friend Susie, who I've known for about forty years, uh, who's going to follow me in my Prius, and she's going to bring me water and she's going to cheer me on, and and then I have a substitute for her partway through. Couple of other friends and sister-in-law and brothers are going to help out a little bit in the middle and give Susie a break, and then Susie's going to come back and finish it with me.
1: And you're planning around eight weeks. Are you camping? Or are you going to stay in motels?
2: Uh I camped last year, decided to do the hotel route this time. I want my towels, I want Wi Fi, <laughs> I want a nice soft bed. <laughs> and it's not that much more expensive actually.
1: Now so, what
2: uh equipment
1: are you using? Are you just taking one bike? Or are you gonna have a backup or how's that work? Um
2: I have yep, I just have one bike. It's a twelve year old Trek Madone. It's um, been thoroughly checked over. It's been across the country once already. Um, I have two extra wheels. I have lots of extra tubes, extra tires. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. I don't have a backup bike.
1: And then what about food, nutrition, and water?
2: Well, Susie's going to help me with that. We've, we've got a big. We've got a cooler. We've got a thermos. Um, uh, I got a couple of water bottles. I got water bottles in the freezer, um, and then we're um, we've got a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> That's the backup. But but we're planning to just basically eat along the way in in the places that we find in the hotels, the hotel breakfast, um, and just basically eating normally. And then, do you have but your eating. days
1: pretty well planned out? I'm Looking at uh, going over the route, the desert uh, is going to be pretty warm. I would expect in late August um, and towns are pretty fairly spaced apart. How have you planned out your your daily mileage?
2: Well, I started with the ram route and I originally I was going to go time station to time station, but then when I looked at it more closely, I realized that not every time station has a hotel in it. So then I started modifying, but it, it's, it's very, it's a lot time station to time station, but there are a few modifications in that. And a few days where, um, for example, there's a long, long downhill, I think coming, coming through Kansas, it looks like a downhill. And if I get a tailwind, I might throw two time stations together in that one and do a 122 mile ride. Um, so I have a couple of plan B's and I've got one ride that I'm a little nervous about that hundred mile ride from Camp Verde to Flagstaff that has 10,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, so I have a plan B for that. Um, I would stand happy Jack that's about halfway mm-hmm. just in case. So I've got a couple of ways to go faster and a couple of ways to go slower, but I do have every single day planned out, you know, with contingencies.
1: I can say I did ride that Camp Verde to Flagstaff section, a large part of it, and that is a tough 100 miles. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you sound very prepared. How did you train for this?
2: Um, Well, I have cycled um, about 6,800 miles this year already. And I had kind of a good fortune that there was a biking game going on in my local area in the Washington DC area called Freezing Saddles, which got me out a whole lot in the winter. I did 2,689 miles between January 1st and March 18th. So I had a huge base before the weather got good. And, um, I just kept going with it. Um, so a lot of distance and a lot of, a lot more hill climbing. Uh, last time I rode across, I did hills once a week. It was just on my Mondays, I did hills. But this time I've done lots more um, things like Skyline Drive. I did that three times. I did Mount Weather, which is about a mile high. and I mean, not a mile It's a mile long, a 10% grade. Like every hill that everybody told me about that was hard, I did it. Um, just to kind of build my confidence on the hill climbing.
1: And then... How did you select this time of year? It's kind of an odd August, actually. Here we are in Colorado, and there's actually snow forecast for the mountains on Thursday.
2: Well, the, the timing um, is part of the Guinness World Record um, thing. If I wanted to count for age 67, then half of it has to be after my, 21st, after my 67th birthday, which is September 21st. So um, that's part of what drove it. Um, and there were a couple other things, but I mean, I I drove through the desert on my way here and it was 108 degrees. And when my son and I drove over Wolf Creek Pass, it was 39 degrees. <laughs> so <laughs> there's uh there's quite some variety going on here in about a 10 day span. Um, so, it's I guess it's mostly mostly driven by um having it count as age sixty seven and doing it as early as possible uh with that trying to make that happen as well.
1: September twenty first will be the happy birthday. Where are you planning to spend September twenty first?
2: So September twenty first I will be in Wichita. I have a friend a cycling friend who's going to join me in Springfield, Colorado. Um, She's going to ride with me for four or five days, and then we're actually going to take a rest day at her house in Wichita, which is a little bit off the ram route, not much. And um, we're going to celebrate there.
1: And then do you have to have an official or anyone go with you to certify that you did this?
2: No, but uh, there are very stringent requirements. It's, It's actually I think meeting the this world record requirements are harder than the cycling we have to do ten minutes of video a day and it has to there's certain things it has to include like where you're starting um, you have to do some panorama um but anyway, ten minutes of video a day you have to have witness log you have to keep a log book you have to record every start and stop um and all the bike files so I have three garments i have the main one that i use and then i have two backups Um, i won't be running both backups but i have them um so that's that's actually really tough it's it's requiring a lot of um thinking and planning and just just remembering to do it now you've been
1: putting this together for quite some time this is the night before you start how are you feeling right now
2: well, I'm excited to start. I'm excited to actually go from point A to point B instead of loops and and out and backs. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to do that. And also knowing that whichever road I do, I won't have to go back and repeat it tomorrow. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to repeating a section from the ride I did last year The um, that goes through the Imperial Sand Dunes. It was just so gorgeous. It was so much fun cycling there because you go down a hill and you get enough momentum to go up the next hill. And so it, it was just like a big roller coaster. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I'm excited to start. I'm excited to, to,
1: to get this show on the road. Well, Lynn, I look forward to following you as you cross the country in your Guinness World Record attempt and uh, checking in with you uh, on a frequent basis.
2: Thank you so much, Georgia. It's lovely talking with you.
1: Lynn Salvo checking in from Oceanside, California. Uh, thanks very much for joining us here on Over the Top Cycling from Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.